Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Late Lunch this Monday afternoon on the cusp of the St. Patrick's double holiday this year. Yes, we're on a three-day week here, but we're going to pack it in over the next three days for sure. I mean, pack it in with guests, not pack it in completely. You know what I mean? Anyway, welcome to the show this Monday afternoon. Lots of chat and guests over the next couple of hours, but we begin. Yes, unless you're on another planet, you will know and understand uh, that the biggest racing festival in these islands begins tomorrow in Cheltenham. It's been a tough few years, uh, no crowds but they're back tomorrow and the mass migration from Ireland to the UK began over the weekend, continues pace today and into early tomorrow. And I'm delighted to say he's back with us on late lunch. We just had to have him back because, you know, last year he made so many people so much money. No pressure, Leon Blanche, communications manager with Boyle Sports. Welcome back to the show. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks so much for joining me, Leon. Let's talk and get straight to business. Let's talk about the four featured races over the next four days, please, to begin. And we could start with the champion hurdle tomorrow, Tuesday, Leon. All the money for Honeysuckle, but... Yeah, look, she's going to be very hard to beat, Jerry. She's bidding for her 15th win in a row, which would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, she's be han- She has been handled with the ultimate care by Henry de Bromhead, her and Rachel Blackmore, they have such a good partnership between them. She gets the mayor's seven pound allowance, which is a huge help. However, um, you should never be afraid of just one horse. It would be a great story for racing if she was to win it, but I'm certainly not going to come on board and tip up an odds on shot on your show. The one horse I think who's improving, and we probably don't know yet how good this horse actually is, is a young horse. He's only a five-year-old, Tihapu. Um, He's going to be around about a 10 or 12 to 1 chance. I just think it's a great each-way bet. Doesn't do an awful lot at home, by all accounts, but when he gets to the racetrack, he saves his best for here. So for me, I think Tihapu each-way in the champion hurdle. There you go, a bit of value in that for there. Now on to Wednesday and the Queen Mother Champion Chase. Again, uh, heading the betting today, Shishikin. Uh, but there's a few others in there. And one that I copped, uh, I don't know whether you tipped this for the last year, put the kettle on, but it's won money for many, many people over a few years, Leon. Yeah, look, put the kettle on. It's remarkable, Jerry. Actually bidding to win three races here in a row at the Cheltenham Festival. Won the Arkle. 
Then she went and won the champion chase last year and she's trying to win back-to-back champion chases. She's probably going to have a difficult task. She hasn't really been able to show that level of form since she won at the Cheltenham Festival here in 2021. The one horse that I think could overturn the favourite is Energamine. The two of them raced a little over 50 days ago at Ascot. It was a brilliant contest. Energamine went down by a length, but this particular distance is one furlong shorter at Cheltenham. Even though it's an uphill finish, they do come down the hill and then they run uphill. I'm going to go with Energamine for Paul Townend and Willie Mullins to reverse the form with Shishkin in the Queen Mother Champion Chase. Now, Thursday is the stairs hurdle and I was having a look at this one myself this morning. Flooring Porter, the favourite, but there's others such as Time Hill and Classical Dream. This seems to be a very open, a more open race. Is that right, Leon? Is that the way you'd look at it? Yeah, absolutely, Jerry. The stairs hurdle looks to be wide open. Um, flooring Porter. It's not as if the Irish will need much excuse to floor Porter and St. Patrick's Day, Jerry. <laughs> this fellow wins. The Guinness tent and the Guinness village could get overrun. But look, he won it last year. Uh, he was very impressive last year. The one thing I would just give people a word of caution if you do like the horse I like him I think he's a very talented animal just watch how he gets on in the preliminaries watch how he is down at the start because he can get a little bit worked up and that would just be my little bit of a concern Champ was named after the legendary AP McCoy he's a brilliant horse Um, he was very good at Ascot came back to Cheltenham didn't probably run as well as he had done um, on his penultimate victory but I think he could go very close and for me it's between them two and if I had to pick one I would probably just go for Champ in J.P. McManus's colours. There you go. So that's going to be a great race on Thursday. And then on to Friday, uh, the Prix de l'Arc, if you like to say, the Gold Cup on Friday. A Plutard, uh, the deserved favourite there, but there's others in the field and I see Album Photo still knocking about, Leon. Yeah, look, Album Photo, Jerry, he won two back-to-back, then he finished third last year. He's coming back at the age of 10, to try and win his third Gold Cup, which would be a remarkable achievement. A Plutard and Rachel Blackmore finished second last year to our stable companion, Manella Indo. Uh, Jack Kennedy was on board last year. Great ride for Robbie Power to get in the Gold Cup this year. He's going to be on board Manella Indo, our Boyle Sports Horse Racing Ambassador, so the very best of luck to him. The one thing about Manella Indo, he comes alive at Cheltenham, Jerry. He's ran here three times. He's won twice. He's been beaten in a photo finish on the other occasion. So he certainly loves it here. The English have got a good chance with Protectorat, trained by Dan Skelton, very good at Aintree last time out. And then, of course, Galvin for Davy Russell and Gordon Elliott. He won the National Hunt Chase here 12 months ago. He's done nothing wrong this year. He won the Irish Gold Cup when he defeated a Plutard. But I just think a Plutard is coming into this, having finished second last year, he might just be able to go one better this year for Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore. Like the Stairs Hurdle, the Gold Cup is a wide-open contest. Now, if I were to put you on the spot with with two uh, projections or predictions from you, Leon, I'm looking for you to nap a horse over all four days and perhaps give us a steer on a, on a good outsider. Well, I'm going to give you two horses then, Jerry. A horse that's running... 
um, on Friday in the very first race, which is the Triumph Hurdle, a horse called Il A.K. Tomp. He's around about a 10 or 12 to 1. Chance he's trained by Willie Mullins. And another horse that I think could run a good race on Wednesday in one, the Handicap Hurdle, um, Sant Felician. Uh, trained by Gordon Elliott. They'd be two each way selections. San Felician on Wednesday and Ilite Tomp on Friday. Very good indeed. And then, of course, the big focus from our point of view here in Ireland is the trainer and the jockey, top in each category. How do you see that? We see Gordon Elliott going back with a huge contingent of horses as well. Willie Mullins, who's the king of Cheltenham. How do you see the trainer uh, stakes finishing up? I think it's going to be between Gordon and Willie, Jerry, if I'm being honest. Both lads are sending over huge teams, both very strong teams. They've got such strength and depth in some races. They're running two and three horses per race. I mean, it's fabulous from an Irish perspective that we've got so many brilliant animals here at the moment. And I think it's either going to be Willie or Gordon. The value is probably with Gordon. He's around about three to one or seven to two to be top trainer. Then you look at the top jockey and probably Paul Townend because he's going to be on a lot of the number ones as with Gordon they're kind of spread out between Davy Russell Jack Kennedy Jordan Gainford a couple of other young riders so you'd have to say if I was going to go with a choice for both for the trainers I'll go with Gordon for the jockey I'll go with Paul Townend there you go a, a great jockey indeed what about the, the cha- just in general terms uh, Leon uh, the going over there we've had a lot of rain in this neck of the woods the last few weeks how is it shaping up yeah look the sun is shining over here it's absolutely beautiful today I must say there's not a cloud in the sky there's not anything it's, it's, it's blue sky Wind is slightly blowing. I think they're only expecting it to be good to soft tomorrow at worst. They'll never let it be too quick on the opening day. They will put a bit of water down. But, Jerry, the place looks absolutely immaculate. It's going to be one hell of a festival. The crowds are back. There was no crowds last year. Roll on the roar at 1.30 tomorrow before the tape goes up for the Supreme Novices Hurdle. I absolutely cannot wait. It'll be heard all over these islands because I know friends of mine who are heading and they just have scales in them to get back. And all the people, you know it, Leon, who've gone for years and years to the same places will be reacquainting with people they've missed so much. It's just a wonderful story. It is a wonderful story. Jerry. look, it was back in 2020 when obviously the first words were spoke about COVID. Now we're back here 2022. Um, here's hoping to a great festival. Here's hoping to plenty of Irish winners. And I honestly think we'll get in between 18 and 20 winners. That's my prediction for the week. Fantastic, Leon. As usual, thank you so much for joining us on this day as you did in previous years. Have a great festival and take care. Thank you, Jerry. All the best. Take care now. That's Leon Blanche there, communications manager with Boyle Sports, back with us on late lunch, looking ahead to the Cheltenham Festival, which starts tomorrow. He was quite, uh, what would you say, straightforward and certain with his tips as well, and not going for the favourites in many of the races. Have a message in there from Alyssa, and I'll read it to you. It says, You never fail to surprise me, Jerry. Big Cheltenham preview, and not a mention for those with a gambling addiction to highlight uh, gambling issues. 
I, I was actually going to come to that after speaking to Leon as well. And I understand fully what you're saying. That's the same when we do the wine feature with Rick. Uh, we understand that people have issues with alcohol. And I always say uh, alcohol sensibly. And I say the same with gambling. I'm not a gambler myself. I have a... Uh, Louise, do you ever have an old flutter? We, we, I think you had a flutter with us, had we, last year? We put a couple, couple of euros on. years ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, on this and that. When Deirdre was here, Deirdre's mad into Cheltenham. You know that yourself. Love the GGs. But you know something, I only bet, maybe a, few, a couple of bets in Cheltenham, maybe a grand national bet, Louise. Oh, I'd, as, I'd be the same, maybe a euro each way, it'd be yeah, quite You know what I mean? And, and we do understand, don't we? We do understand that gambling is an awful issue for many, many people and online gambling as well. It does a lot of heartache in some Yes, homes. it does, it does. And I, I, I acknowledge that as well. But you know... But for the most at, part, people do, it's like, you know, the drink and everything else, as you mentioned, for the most part, people do take caution and take yes. heed and just do a flutter every now and again. Yeah, and, and drink, you talk about alcohol, within moderation, moderation, and, thing. and I know people get into big difficulty with it, but you know, you can't ignore, you know, you can't ignore. The thousands of yeah, others who. The joy and fun yeah. it brings to people as well. And and that's the majority and people that can, you know, handle it. And, and I'm, I, I understand people, there's some people just can't. And that's, and, and I honestly think if you have a problem and it's not, I'm not saying this, it's not easy for anybody, but the, the one thing you got to do, if you have a problem, you got to, leave it behind you. You have to try and leave it behind you. It's the same with people who have a problem with drink. You've got to put it to one side. And people do really well without that when they don't have alcohol. And the same with gambling as well. And and I'm in no way demeaning what you have to say there at all. But the fun at Cheltenham, the roar when they go off on, on, on the first race, the crowds, the Irish involvement, the pride it gives us. You know the ad, Louise, yeah, running yeah. on the television, you know, 23. Is that what your man says? <laughs> <laughs> Calamini in the ad and tell you that. You know, it is a fantastic festival of racing and it's... Uh, Even the crack and the, the buzz that you get yeah. with friends and you're kind of going, right, will we do this, will we do that, will yes. we do the other? Yes, and I go, oh, there's a boil sports beside us here and I go in to do me a couple of bets and of course, <laughs> it was packed around Cheltenham with idiots <laughs> like myself to put on a fiver and a, a small bit of money like that and have the fun of it. So and you're, people, saying, you're saying an idiot and I was saying like it never go one euro each way or whatever, but I remember the buzz... Cheltenham Oats going back a good 10-15 years I had two 66 to 1 winners oh, in Louise, a row Louise. two of them in a row <gasps> Harry Molly was one of them I never forget <laughs> that name can't remember the other but they won back to back and I was I had one euro each way on both <laughs> well you know what I, I, I won a few pound and put the kettle on did you last yeah, year? Yeah, because we, we put the money on. When we got the tip, put the money on. And, and definitely that's a horse that uh, stood me good a couple of times, to be honest with you, just because of the name. You know the way people pick names yeah, as yeah. well? They put a pin in the newspaper. We had fun with this. But you can't just, you know, ignore that or say, we're not going to do that. We're going to hide it and brush it under the cap. No. We don't want to do that. My mum was another one. I kind of picked it because I thought it meant my mum. Yes. It obviously didn't. <laughs> but it's still one. Don't talk about that horse to me. I told you the story before. Mon mom. They, they Mon mom, yeah. The the, 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 it won it a hundred and something oh, to one, didn't it, or stop. something? I told you that story mad. before. Remember me telling you that story? I'll tell yeah, it again. again. Just for, I'll just tell it again. Probably bore people who've heard it anyway. But my son Jared was at UCD at the time, and he had a good friend who was into oh. the GGs. And this young fellow was on a great run. And Jared came down for breakfast on the morning of the Grand National and said, "Oh, so and so mentioned the hostelry. I just can't think. Mon, mon, mommy, man, mom." <laughs> and I looked at the paper. Mon, mom. That's him. That's him. He says he'll win. I looked at the thing. 
He's 100 to 1. Yeah, he said, oh, he says he's sure he'll win. He said, and we chatted about it and we had breakfast and one thing happened. I went, so I came back in and we were thinking about it and we didn't. And I started to watch the race. Oh, Louise. Were you sick? <laughs> <laughs> sick. Sick as a pig. 100 to 1, he said, over the line. Should we have put your two euro on him? You know, even. Yeah. We'd have put probably a tenner on him or something. But this phone rang. Jared's phone rang immediately across the line. And it was the other young lady. Did you back him? Did you back him? I could hear him on the phone saying to him, No. Oh, he said. Anyway, anyway, his friend, his friend, I can't remember at the time, but he won a five-figure sum on the mm. horse. So he did a substantial five-figure sum on the horse that day. Anyway, but the only thing about it is if you're in the gambling game and you always hear about the wins, you know this yourself. You, yeah. ever, you know, you're in company. Oh, I won this. I had a great day. You don't ever hear about the bad days. Mm. And you know who wins when it comes to gambling? There's one winner. Bookie. The bookie always wins in the long run. That is as simple as that. You have your little victories along the way. But if you can just, you know, uh, take it on the chin as it is and don't get too serious about it. Enjoy your flutters. You'll be fine, to be honest with you. Cheltenham is an institution in this country. People look forward to every year and it begins tomorrow at half past one at Presbury Park. People are taking the week off to follow the racing. There's people going away to other places, not to Cheltenham. I heard this. People go to Galway. They go out to Spain for the week and and watch the racing on, on a break as well. Along with those who go to Cheltenham itself to okay. watch the race and to so go to other places and yes it's a it's just a huge thing it really really um, is I believe we have another local fella making his debut at Cheltenham um, a trainer from Nobber called Hugh Finnegan so best of luck to him over there you know your stuff I'm going to talk to you in a minute you're going to pick <laughs> the horse for us this year the nap at Cheltenham races anyway still to come on late lunch today Sandra Finnegan will be with us in a wee while you know she's our regular on the uh, holiday scene and breaks away Good God Almighty, from the frying pan to the fire, pandemic to war. Anyway, she's going to talk to us on the show today about the business and about uh, helping people move out of the Ukraine and relocate. That's coming shortly on the show. If you have anything to say about Cheltenham, anything else in your mind, give us a shout. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. We love to hear from you. Monday. I'm the Galway girl on your late lunch this Monday afternoon. Yes, lots of people gone to Galway to watch the Cheltenham races, I believe. Louise, I was the recipient of a real good deed the weekend. Were you? I was. Because uh, I was out shopping Saturday morning early, as is my want, and I was in Kerwin's Fish Shop, which is on my call early Saturday morning. Left the shop, went to the butchers then, on to Tesco, etc., etc., and I never realised, but I'd lost my driving licence. You know, I have them in the little pouch in my wallet okay. with my cards. You know, I must have pulled mm-hmm. it out and it, it fell out. Anyway, I want to say a big thank you to Paul Weirty, who found my card and contacted oh. me on social media and also mentioned it to a friend of his, Declan Cairns, who rang me to say, we have your driving licence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to know how Paul Puerty recognised you from your Facebook profile. 
<laughs> Seriously, that. I beg yeah. your pardon. <laughs> picture on your driving license. I beg your pardon. I must. I must show you. Nineteen eighty-five. No, 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 no. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Are you accusing me of being a political animal now? You know the way. No, I'm just saying that maybe you were the original airbrush. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What you get is what you see. Today, I'm not like the politicians. You know the politicians. You know the politicians in the elections. You look up at the posters and you think, who is that? <laughs> they use their pictures Film from stars. years ago to, when, when they're canvassing. It's a joke, really. You know what I'm talking mm. about here in Ireland. But anyway, uh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I'm, I'm miffed now. I'm miffed. Anyway. I know, seriously, come on. Yeah. When was that photo taken? Whenever I got the bloody uh. licence. It's probably about... <laughs> now, in fairness, you hold on, you're not wrong. Probably about seven <laughs> years ago. Six, seven years ago it was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And that know, picture six, seven years ago was about ten <laughs> years old. No, 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 no. Hold on a minute. You know this now. You have to go up and have your picture taken in the booth when you're getting the license. Okay. My picture was taken in the booth as I got the license. Is it still the same when you renew your license today, even though that was maybe seven years ago? At that time, I had to go up the booth and the picture was taken and all when I was up there. But anyway, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> now you have me. <laughs> Bring in your passport no, tomorrow. No, we'll see that one as I well. I will. I will be afraid to show you that. <laughs> she certainly roiled me, hasn't she? She roiled me at the start of the week. She certainly has. <laughs> Anyway, good on you, Paul Wertie. Recognise me, no problem. And Declan Cairns and the guys in Cairns. Thank you for holding on to the card for me. But just shows you how easy, you know what I mean? I th- look, I'll tell you what I need now, Louise. I said it before. I need something around my neck <laughs> that I can't lose that now. <laughs> it's getting more and more like that as the years go by. You'll find out in due course yourself, you will. I'm like I promise that myself. You. Did you ever Even lose anything? Did you ever lose your driving licence? Uh I probably lost at the minute. I just haven't looked for it in so long. (laughs) What have I I opened up here now? A can of worms. You know me. Do you remember the old licence, the old pink thing? It'd be battered, be in bits and a little bit of plastic. Do you remember the pink licence? Now it's a little car. You know the Mm. card you get get now, all right. But anyway, thank you, Paul, for your kindness. I really do appreciate it. I've been thinking about it the last few weeks since this outrage began. uh, Whatever you like to call it, genocide, murder in the Ukraine, uh, by Russia because it's been a tough time for Sandra Finnegan and the people in Globe Travel and all in the holiday business across this country. Just when we were emerging from uh, the pandemic and things looking up, uh, this begins and God knows where it's going. Sandra Finnegan joins me on the line. Hello again, Sandra. Hi, Jerry. Good to talk to you. Uh, Good to talk to you too. Do you ever feel like just getting everything on your desk and throwing it up in the air? No, Jerry. <laughs> a good woman. <laughs> My God, Sandra. But I'll, yeah. you know, I just can't believe like that. I know. Here we, we are again. from one thing and we mm. go into something else. And unfortunately, we all dealt with COVID and there was a vaccine and there was a solution. Is there a vaccine for Putin, I wonder? Oh, my God almighty. I honestly don't know. But I just pray that these talks bring an end to this and that sense prevails for the whole world and especially the poor people in Ukraine. Sandra, have you had an involvement with this? Yes, we did, Gerry. Some of the companies that we deal with have Ukrainian workers and they've been very good in trying to repatriate their families uh, very challenging because um, some of these people had no documents at all, no passports, no nothing, no form of ID. Uh, and in fairness to the Department of Foreign Affairs, they've run a fabulous show. They've really worked hand in hand with everybody. Uh, we had one family, a newborn baby, 
and a six-year-old child and uh, the mother. And we're able to get them repatriated just on birth certificates. Fantastic. God yeah. almighty. So yeah, the, then, go on. Yeah, it's, and then on Monday, Catherine was here and there was a, uh, she was putting the, the wheelie bin outside and she was outside fixing it. And uh, this lady came over to her and said, please, can you help me? And Catherine thought she was looking for directions or something. And she, she got very emotional and very upset and came in and said how her daughter and her two ja- grandchildren had made it across the border to Romania and if we could help. So we got them out of Cluj the next morning at seven or eight o'clock. And the loveliest thing she said to Catherine was, you've saved another family, oh. which I thought was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. These little touches, these things that are happening all with yourselves and all around the place that you don't really hear about. You know what I mean? No, that people you don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, and pe- as you said, people are worried about, you know, going on the holidays. And people are booking. You know, people haven't had a holiday for two years, Jerry, mm, mm. And they're exhausted and they're tired. Uh, they're obviously being cautious in the direction that they're travelling in. So the Spains and Portugals of this world are still going on, the Canaries uh, and in the direction of the States. But who knows what the next couple of weeks will bring. Yeah. And, and uh, fair to say then, and it will be quite obvious, you know, Poland is a very, as you know, very popular destination. Uh, Krakow and areas like that, really popular. You look at Hungary there, the Czech Republic, all hu- very visited, are visited a lot by people from this country. So there's caution there, is there? There is caution there, absolutely. And uh, even things when we go back to the cruises, you know, they're going into the Baltic states and things like that. All the cruise companies have had to redirect their itineraries mm. uh, with that. And then, um, you know, the, the fuel prices as well. Some of the airlines are starting to introduce uh, fuel costs. Emirates announced one today. So on long haul journeys, it, you know, it can add another 5 or 6% of the cost. Mm. So we need to be prepared for that with fuel going up. It's going to be passed on down, down for sure. But you're, you're, you're buying still, you've plenty. I, I passed you by there one uh, Saturday and there were queues out the street and, and, and round yeah. for people to get into you. So people are still looking yes. to the traditional yes, big holiday looking. spots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are still looking and the traditional holiday, like Easter is quite busy. Uh, because it's the real first bank holiday with a lot of the restrictions lifted. Mm. Uh, no passenger location forms coming back into Ireland is a is a godsend for everybody. And I think the rest of the European countries, because the airlines and IATA have been appealing for the dropping of passenger location forms, mm. which is a, it can be a big hindrance on people. Yeah. Let me ask you about, I, I actually just followed up last week, I do now have my uh, third vaccination booster on my phone now. I, I missed an email coming back to me and I've put it on the phone as well. What's the story with, you know, Italy, Spain, Portugal, uh, the big holiday destinations? What do you need going in there? Do you need that okay. cert? Yes. Um, Spain, any of them, if you're not vaccinated or your vaccine is out of date, you need an antigen test. Right. Um uh, and that's basically the same throughout Europe within 24 hours. Um, most countries, the likes of the US and Canada, you compulsory vaccination to enter. OK, so going that direction, you must have the cert. Exactly. And if you try it, will you get out of this side? This is one, one thing I wanted to ask you. Is there a possibility you get out of Dublin and not get in the other side? Or are you goosed when you go this end with... Uh, you, can't, you can't get out of Dublin right. you know, without it. Yeah. So, you know, you have to have a, a QR code for travel yeah. on the destination. So the airline won't check you in. And even if you don't have checked bags and you have your boarding card done, when you're going through the departure gate, uh, the, the aircraft staff check 
that you have a QR code and, you know, your proper boarding card. Mm. You won't actually get through the other side unless you've all your paperwork in order. What about flying? Are masks compulsory on the flight still? Yes, yeah, masks are still compulsory. As some of the airlines are requesting for it to be dropped, you can take your mask off if you're eating or drinking for a short period of time. But, you know, it's... It's not too much of a sacrifice to make when you get to your dream destination, Jerry. you know. Mm. And so Easter busy and people getting away. What about like talking about in general family breaks, this summertime availability in Spain especially? What's that like? Yeah, no, there's still plenty of availability there, Jerry. Canary, Spain. Uh, the Greek islands have slowed up a little bit in Turkey at the minute. But uh, everywhere else, there's plenty of availability. Um, I do see that Ryanair have cut back capacity on the likes of Portugal. That will probably keep the prices a little bit higher for Portugal going out through the summer. Yeah, so uh, there's still plenty of availability. And and would you be even looking ahead later in the year to the autumn uh, time? A lot of people who, yeah, and it's unbelievable the amount of ski inquiries for next season. Yes. Because people have missed out on ski holidays. Some of them didn't want to take a chance because of restrictions, particularly in Austria this year, were very difficult. And uh, people have rolled their holidays over to 2023 or a lot of groups booking for 2023 as well. And again, just come back to the point we've discussed many a times, but it's worth re-emphasising it. Travel insurance in the context of the world, it's always been the same. You've been a huge advocate of it. It's so important to have it, isn't it? And have it up to date. Absolutely. And then particularly if you have to have testing, say if you tested positive and you've your holiday paid for, you know, your travel insurance must have COVID cover. Important to note that as well uh, yeah. since the, the, the pandemic. Um, f- for yourself, did I see you were recruiting? We were, yes, yeah. <laughs> so you're a posit- real positivity there. Yeah, absolutely. Things couldn't have got much worse than what they were in 21 and, uh, and tw- 20 and 21. So things are looking a little bit more positive, Jerry. But look, you know, our heart is with the Ukrainian people. Please, God, peace will come because it will have a knock-on effect on all of us. Yes, for sure it will. Anyway, Sandra, thank you for uh, giving us your thoughts today. We're uh, uh, delighted to hear that the bookings are uh, rattling along and that people are looking beyond the shores this year as uh, COVID ends. And please, God, I concur with your words there that this conflict stops soon, soon, as soon as possible, please, God. Thank you, Sandra, for joining me. Thank you soon. Yes, take care. Bye-bye. That's Sandra Finnegan there from Globe Travel. Globetravel.ie 0419833 Seven nine one, and we wish everybody in the holiday business a lot of people working in the industry here and things were looking up all the best at this difficult time but uh, hope springs eternal as they say you're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio RD Coach Trim are wonderful people because I remember back at the start of the pandemic March 2020 they spoke to us they were off the blocks immediately in changing their modus operandi to help with the PPE scarcity that we had in the country and they went on to do wonderful work there and they're now involved in the aid convoys uh, that have been going across from Ireland to help the poor people of Ukraine and joining me on the line is Donal Lennon from RD Coach Trim. Hello Donal. Hello Jerry. how are you? I'm really good. Well you went over last Tuesday and you've arrived back safely. Tell me your journey and when you got there what was it like? Well, well, we went to, we headed out with the convoy from Dublin that time through uh, Aid of Ireland 
and a couple of different hauliers. So we were kind of going to different dif- distribution centres. Mm. So where we went, I know, uh, was kind of off the beaten track from all the activity that was going on. So when we went there, there was a couple of other lorries that was unloading. So we parked up on Thursday night, then Friday morning we went back to unload. So there was a couple of other Irish lorries there. And uh, they took us in and kept us there one night over in one of the family houses. Yes. So then there was a couple of people there to help us unload. And uh, the storage facility was massive. and was just full of uh, humanitarian aid from different companies from all over Europe. Mostly from Ireland, mm. and so, uh, and and you went to a town called Jaroslaw in uh, Poland. That's correct. Yes. And uh, what you you carried uh, just to, to to tell people what you brought uh, you, your own company uh, medical gowns. Uh, there was a huge consignment of those, and they're going to be distributed. I know by UNICEF, but the local community there in RD really rode in behind you. They did, Jerry. Yes, there was a lot of support from local companies in that. The likes of um, Marrick Road Service Station had covered the fuel costs for us. They filled up the tank before we left. Uh, Irish Ferries covered the cost on the, the ferry as well. Another company in Drogheda there, Lennon Solar, so only had five grand's worth of sleeping bags, which were greatly deserving. Super value in RD as well. Just the list keeps going and the generosity. Yes. As my shoes as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. Our generosity and the generosity mm. of people in this country. So you stayed with a lovely Polish family who looked after you and, and fed and watered you and you, yeah. you, it, everything was uh, unloaded and you made your way back. But no hassle. Straightforward enough. As you say, you weren't in the um, heading near the danger no. zone. No. No, no, no. We were a small bit away from it now. But, uh, mm. No, no. It was great. Even going out in the boat, there was, uh, there was about uh, 15 lorries and we were all kind of together just having a crack and then a lot of people were buying us uh, a drink here and there and then uh, we got a blowout in the way heading down through Germany Right. but um, thanks to BM Transport sort of that house for, uh, out for us but there was a lot of uh, Ukrainian and Polish drivers there and they were offering us tea and biscuits and buns and they were just so brilliant like to help us yeah, and so appreciative of, yeah, you, you know, the response. It's it's amazing. I saw, like, I was looking at the images and you were part mm-hmm. of it. I saw your lorry, actually. It got big uh, coverage uh, on the TV. Yeah. You must have been pleased yeah. with that, too. Uh, well, Owen's going to give me a bonus now. When I'm about, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who was with you? Uh, my uncle, Sean Walsh. Good on him. So the, the two of you were together. And and you're a long-distance driver, are you yourself, Bob? Uh, well, kind of, yeah, I... We delivered to France and that, uh, and over to England and Poland. Now, I do we were there with DG McArdle, just part time. Just I enjoy driving. Yeah. Different so, mm. uh, I also enjoy it, it? They're big machines, aren't they? When you see them, when you have your your yeah. cab uh, hooked up, my God, there's a huge capacity in them. It's, is it difficult to drive them? It, it's not really. It's just the other road users. Sometimes it can be very inconsiderate to drivers. They just don't appreciate what they're doing. So, like, you can have cyclists and different road users just on the cutting, yeah, and just not uh, considering what you're, you're driving. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's not too bad. Like. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll be often giving out about myself, saying, well, Jesus, ah, sure. get a move on there. <laughs> <laughs> forgive us, forgive us, Donald. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're, we're, well, me and mortals, we, we don't understand. But uh, look, I just wanted to acknowledge what you've done as a company again, because as I said, it's not the first time uh, you've been uh, uh, quick out of the blocks to help and, and really appreciated it is. And all the people, as you said, there are just too many to mention that's, yeah. uh, you know, loaded up that uh, big truck of yours and it's going now directly to people who need it in, in the Ukraine. Well done right. to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mary. Donald, thanks for joining me on the show today. Okay. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Okay. That's Donald Lennon there from RD Coach Trim who are to the forefront of the aid. Isn't it great? It, it, it does just show you. We, we just have something. It's innate within us and I suppose there are other nations it's innate within them as well but for a small population of 5 million we've always punched above, above our weights and we've always put our hands in our pockets and helped our own on the ground, people we don't know around the country and certainly helping abroad too when it is asked of us. My God, I was reading um, a lot in the papers over the weekend, you know, trying to come to considered opinion of what's happening and where it's going. I just I just hope there's uh, an end to this. I say it again and there's, they're working on a way out that, you know, losing face in this is an awful thing for people as well uh, and there has to be a, a way out of this that a compromise is reached but the guns have to go silent. The planes have to stay on the ground and this has to stop. This is the priority. I heard the Pope yesterday, Pope Francis, appealing from his heart to end the slaughter. And he's he's a wonderful man and he's the head of uh, millions and millions of people around the world. And I just hope somebody starts to listen to those words and stops this, stops this soon, soon, please. May the guns go silent and the talks begin. And let's get back to living life, which we all want to do in peace and harmony is the way it should be. What is it about the show band era that endures? I can't put my finger on it, but one thing is for sure, it's as popular as ever. And I want to give you great news because Reeling in the Show Band Years returns to the TLT Theatre in Drogheda on Saturday week. That's next Saturday week, March 26th. And it's hosted and compared by the one and only, the inimitable, Mr Ronan Collins, who joins me on the line. Hello again, Ronan. Great to talk to you. That's a great introduction, I tell you, on a Monday afternoon. That <laughs> certainly lifted my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, so you're lifting ours every day for, what, 43 years now, Ronan, on the uh, main yeah. uh, uh, radio station in the country, RTE? 
Yeah, it'll be forty-three years now on uh, at the end of the end of May, and uh, I don't know, don't know where that went. That went in the blink of an eye. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've I've given up counting now. Just keep plugging away. <laughs> They're only numbers, Ron, and I know what you're talking about, Michel. They're only numbers for sure. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Anyway, what is it? But tell me what it is. How does it last and go on and go on? People just want more of the show bands. What is it, Ronan? I think it's the, it's the feel-good factor more than anything. I mean, to a lot of people, it's just a kind of a name, a, a show band thing. But we've been very lucky that on the back of show band nostalgia some... 12 or 14 years ago, we started our Reeling in the Show Band years. And, um, you know, it's just continued on since with the obvious gap of the last two years. Who didn't have that? And um, I I think, you know, it's just, it's identifiable. The show is identifiable, obviously, with the show band, but also with being a good night out. And it happens to be centered around the show band. Uh, music and the stars, um, and that's—I think that's why it works. It, it's not—it's not formulaic. It's just nostalgia. Mm. And, um, I think that's why it works. Um, we've continued to get extraordinary audiences down through the years. I mean, we thought we might do it for a year or two, uh, but this, I think, including the gap, will make it. F- 14 years since we started. I think it's 13 or 14 years since we did the first. And people just enjoy the show and enjoy the nostalgia. And we've been lucky enough to be in TLT uh, on practically every year of our tour. And um, it's always a treat to come back. It's it's a great facility. And then, you see, you're you're a part of the world there in in Drogheda, Dundalk, up around the northeast great tradition for show bands down through the years with the mm. ballrooms in Dundalk and in Drogheda and out in Black Rock in County Louth and in North County Dublin in, in Scaries and right down to Dublin. So um, in terms of coming to the TLT on the 26th, you know, it'll be just nostalgia. And, uh, you know, if people are expecting um, futuristic music, it's like they ain't going to give it. <laughs> You know, they're going to get have Red Hurley and Linda Martin with us again, and we've the return of Sean O'Dowd, with or without his ding-a-ling. That's up to him. And we have Dave Lawler, and we Keaton Lorraine McDonald, and myself singing a few songs with the Conquerors, uh, our resident band, in all the years that we've done it. So it's it's a familiar show, but always with a few surprises in there on the night mm. for, for the audience, you know. Red Hurley and Linda Martin are others as well, synonymous with the great era. God Almighty, when you hear Red sing, his voice, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's just as Well, rich it's quite extraordinary, yeah. I, you know, and I'm, I mean, I've known Red for a long, long time and, and audiences are so familiar with him as a terrific singer. But the man, yeah, the years have gone by, he had his first hits in the 1970s. Mm. Now, the years have gone by all too quickly but trust me, Red's voice yes. is better now mm. than than it ever was because he has he has gained a warmth uh, in his voice as well as his extraordinary range and ability to sing a big song and sing a pop song, mm. and um, and he's just he's so happy on this show and it, it it gets across and he's absolutely terrific, you know, he really is and. 
just one of our one of our greatest voices ever. Yeah. And it's, it's a treat to have him on the show again. I would say I had the pleasure of actually attending one of the shows at the TLT myself, and it was remarkable. And just the warmth and the reception you got from the audience. I'm sure you had to, you know, the way you'd be giving out at concerts with people jumping up in their seats and blocking your way. You know, give a damn, Ronan. They were just <laughs> <laughs> all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah, well, they can sing along. And they can, a lot of them stand up and, and dance around. We have a great audience, people who dance while they're sitting as well. That's, uh, that, that, that's, that's grand. The feet are going and the hands are going, but uh, they're staying sitting down. And if that's what you want to do, mm. that's absolutely perfect. If you want to stand up and clap your hands and make yourself be heard, every song is a sing-along song. It's, it's a feel-good show. And now more than ever, with the opportunity for people to get out and have a good time and just, you know... People have been cooped up for too long. Yes. And um, our tour is a little fragmented this year in as much as before we would have we would have worked for January, February and into the first weekend in March. Uh, this time we started at the tail end of February mm-hmm. and we just did two nights and then we did another two nights and then we're doing one night. And, then we're, and our last gig will be uh, in June. Mm. of this year but that doesn't mean that we're out four nights a week <laughs> we, the structure couldn't be put together but we were so pleased to get back and so delighted that people were interested in having us back mm. you know and um, ah, it's just it's great to do it and the feel good factor is, is a huge part of it though I, yeah. you know I, that, that um, is probably the best part yeah. Now, just reminding listeners again, it's the 26th of March. That's next Saturday week, and tickets are available from the TLT box office and online tlt.ie. Sure, I want to ask you something else. There was consternation last November when you disappeared all of a sudden. My God, the country were up in arms to find out what happened to you. You had a little procedure on the foot to get done. I did. I, you know, you know the way now. You know when you're watching football matches and. Uh, such and such is not playing because he has trouble with his metatarsal or he has um, a cruciate ligament or he's torn his hamstring. I had a good old-fashioned sore foot. (laughs) I had a sore foot that needed attention. I had some holidays left and I said, ah, here, I'm going to get this sorted now. And that's exactly what I did. And there were rumours and consternation, but I wasn't talking to anybody about it. So that kind of helped with the rumours. But I'm flattered that people were concerned and everything. I think it followed on a previous story, um, again, a rumour that I was retiring, which Mm. was never true, Mm. never spoken about, and I don't know where that that ever came (laughs) from. And I mean, if you want proof that I'm not retiring, I was on today and I'll be on again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) On he goes. We can dispel that. Hey, I was reading as well that when you were off and laid up a bit, of course, you'd have to rest after the procedure. You couldn't be hopping about the place or anything. You're a big gangster movie fan, yes? Oh, I love them. Absolutely love them. And and, uh, and, uh, and I was inspired by, there was an article in one of the Sunday papers and it said the top 12 gangster movies of all time so I watched every one of them <laughs> and now I, di- I didn't particularly agree with the yes. list uh, now th- there were movies in there uh, I'd, see- I'd seen them all yeah. um, but the positioning of a top 12 you know that- that's very subjective mm. I-, I-, I had at number one uh, Goodfellas oh, yeah. um, but I just think Goodfellas is the most wonderful um, ensemble piece I mean I know Robert De Niro is in it but 
so is Joe Pesci, and so is everybody that's ever been in a gangster movie. And it, uh, it, they're just amazing. And I watched all the other ones, Once Upon a Time in America, and um, the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, one, uh, whichever one that was. And, and there was one with um, Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. Yes. That, that I haven't seen in years, you know. But I watched every one of them, and I watched them from my video collection. I didn't download them. Good on you. Carry on. Good on you, Ronan. And, oh. and you know, you'll be pleased to hear that I just was reading the weekend myself that sales, you talk about video collections of that, sales of CDs and vinyl in America this year have gone bananas the last year and Absolutely. people are returning to it. They are returning. They're returning. I mean, the, the focus has been on vinyl. Mm. Uh, yet that's a very niche market in terms of, of the world market. Yes. It, it's not bad here. So much so that we have, I have the Reeling in the Show Band hits out on vinyl now. Mm. And it's out. We have a, an 18-track vinyl LP. But you're right. CD sales are returning. Mm. And you know, the demand for CDs never went away. It's just that the record companies decided, oh, we'll just have downloading and streaming and all that. People like something physical in their hand. Yes. They like to have sleeve notes. They like to read up on what it is, and the albums and the CD give you that. Mm. You don't get that with a download. Nope. You know, if you download something, a track, and you want to go and find out about it, you might be able to go on your Wikipedia, and it could be spurious information. But there's nothing like reading about it and listening to it at the same time. So you're right, the CDs and the albums, and as I say, um, our reading in the show band hits on vinyl has been going absolutely fantastic. There you go. The, the, the trend is being bucked. It's back to the future. And I couldn't disagree with you on Goodfellas. It's an absolutely marvellous, marvellous movie. I think I think it has it all, to be honest with you. Um, do I remember when we met here some years ago? You, you, you hit a little white ball, do you, with clubs? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, um, very badly now. Um, there was a time when I wasn't bad, but I now enjoy the golf um, in a much less competitive way. Uh, than I did before. I think you know, with the passage of time, yeah. the the uh, the handicap started to sneak out a bit, um, and with uh, the foot damage last year, sure, I lost a few months off the golf course. But I have been back out Good. since in this year, twenty twenty two, and I look forward to uh, the spring. I, I don't want to play in the cold and the wind, and there's been nothing but cold and wind of late. Um, but I, I still get out and I enjoy it. And uh, and I mean, up there, again, around your neck of the woods, some of the finest golf courses around Dundalk, yes. beautiful Dundalk, uh, inland course, and then uh, Baltray and Sea Point, sure. Yeah. Where would you get We're it? blessed. We, we're blessed. We are in this neck of the woods, oh, and sure. even a, a Loudon Mead, such a range of courses. We have links, and as you say, Parkland as well. Did you see Shane Lowry, uh, Ronan, last I night? I was holding one last oh. night. I heard him on the radio oh. today. Oh, Ronan. Uh, he had a great chat. He, you know, I, well, the latest news is he's in contention now. Yep. He's finished his third round mm. and he's only two behind the leader. Yes, and I can't oh. wait to get home this evening. I'll be glued for the evening and watching it and hopefully he gives it a good run tonight. But the hole-in-one, oh, Ronan, on that 17th at Sawgrass. And, you know, the previous day with the storm blowing, should they put the balls in the water left, right and centre and then Shane steps up and gets a hole-in-one. Fantastic. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. extraordinary. And I had the pleasure of... Not only playing your beautiful, uh, your beautiful County Lowe's uh, golf courses, but I've also played at TPC Sawgrass. Have you? And uh, 
somebody, somebody would always say that. Oh, what did you do in the 70s? Yes, did you, Ronan, did you? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ronan Collins put it in the middle of the green. It just didn't spin back into the hole. That's all that didn't happen. It didn't spin back. Let's leave it at that. Like, but you're listening, most amateurs... <laughs> want the ball to go forward they don't <laughs> want to go back. you are so right I tip away at it myself and, and, and you're just so right we wanted to go forward then at times we put it forward and we put it too far you know the usual show we're, we're, we're never happy we're like the farmers the golfers you know same thing exactly <laughs> anyway listen you're hale and hearty and you will be uh, leading from the front hosting compare uh, of the reeling in the years showband years reeling in the showband years should I say at the TLT in Drogheda on the 26th that's next Saturday week tickets from the TLT box office and TLT.ie Ronan it's been a pleasure we're taking a short break but we're coming back after the break with the famous we just mentioned him the wonderful Red Hurley in a minute stay with us Ronan good luck with the gig thank you always a treat to be on LMFN thank you thank you Ronan take care of yourself the wonderful Ronan Collins there You are so right, whoever you are. Jerry, what a classic. Isn't it just? What a brilliant voice. Red Hurley there and Love Is All. I always think of my late mother, Mary, when I hear that song. She loved it. She loved Red singing it and she could give it a bar or two herself. It was a bit of a party piece for her as well. And I always think of her when I hear that song. And the words of it, that's what it's all about. Have we anything else in life? Can people not see that with what's going on all over the world and especially in the Ukraine at the moment? My God almighty. Anyways, Tracy, thank you, Tracy. Connor's been on to us. Uh, she was at the pantomime in Kells yesterday. She won tickets here and she absolutely loved it with her children. Lovely to hear from you, Tracy. Louise, can I tell you another story about my adventurous weekend? Lost me. Yeah, everything's happened I tell you? to you the weekend. Sure, things happen to me all the time. <laughs> There's Shane Lowry on the telly celebrating the hole-in-one uh, on the 17th at Sawgrass. It's just come up there. Anyway... Um, what are you going to say? You met him at the weekend? No, well, I've met him in the past, of course. He's been in our house. He played with my son golf on many's an occasion as well and uh uh, and talk about losing a bet he won the Irish Open here and I remember he's only a whippersnapper and he said to me Jerry, put a few pounds on me this week and I laughed at him <laughs> <laughs> he was about 250 to 1 and I hadn't a shilling on Larry. so that's the horse and that's and Shane, Shane I'm, I'm seeing a pattern here Jerry. I'm always wise don't in take hindsight a tip <laughs> no, don't touch don't touch it don't touch it with me anyway, I was out in my local shop the weekend great shop lovely people friendly staff I mentioned them before but when I went in to get my papers on Saturday the internet was down, no tills. And the young girl said, I can't serve you. And uh, so, in other words, you couldn't tap your card. You could open obviously. the till, could you? Uh, no, she had no. no till. Anyway, I said, but I want to pay you for the papers. I had a few bob on me anyway. Oh, she said, yeah. Um, yeah. I said, <laughs> I'll add it up for you myself. <laughs> so I said, it's €7.10, like a shot. And I just saw the money. I gave her the seven ten, and she wrote it down. But I believe they were out of action for nearly a half a day there. But I was just thinking, so how dependent, yeah, how dependent shops have become on boop, 
boop, the mm. card or, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, the till system, automatic barcodes and everything. What happens if it does all go down for a day, two days? What do you do? Do you close no the doors of the shop? We can't, can you? Do you close the doors of the shop? Is there a plan B? There needs to be a plan B. Surely you have to be able to open the till with a mm, key or something. Mm, and take oh, cash. Man, just, yeah. I know you can't take card, but you'd have to take cash, that's for sure. But it brought it home to me how dependent, how vulnerable businesses are to something like that. And, you know, we are in the mm. overall context of things. This war, you know, dependence on oil and gas from thousands of miles away. We've got to start looking within ourselves at our own resources and being independent and working towards that. It's not easy because we're in the, you understand, we're in the grip of yeah. others at the moment. And it's all come home to roost the last couple of years with the pandemic when there was panic buying as well in shops and that. Get a bucket, plant a few seeds, <laughs> learn a few things <laughs> in your life. You know, don't be helpless or hopeless. There are too many of us helpless and hopeless. We can do nothing. We wouldn't survive. We would not survive if all this technology and stuff around us and the way we're dependent on others crashed down. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that just brought it home to me again. The also, weekend. another thing that you could take from, from that is, as you said, too many just boop, boop. Yeah. Here you go. Bye. Nobody checks anymore. Mm. How do you know if somebody hasn't put that through twice and taken it off your card? Like, do you go home and look up your bank and go, not, right, not I had really. three of those. And nobody takes receipts anymore. Not really. Anyway, don't get into that. Don't you do the automatic shopping in, yeah. in Tesco. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always, I'm always left stuck. I always do it to be quicker. And then... I'm the one that always gets the, the security check or <laughs> something has to be checked and I'm always the last to leave. She had three items lately and they stopped her. I think you're suspicious looking. Yeah, three of them. Never mind my picture on me. It made me bloody driving licence. You look suspicious. I must have had like 17 <laughs> bottles of vodka in my pocket or something that they told. That's why they stopped you. Revenge. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> now, Soundtrack from what this week? Well, it is a stage show. It is a movie. It is a musical. Yes, what am I talking about? A classic this week, Calamity Jane. Do you know the story of Calamity? Two famous peace officers, Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok, get involved in saving the neck of Henry Miller, the local saloon operator. It seems that he's been promoting a beautiful actress named Frances Fryer. But Frances with an E... Turns out to be Francis with an eye, a male. And Miller's attempt to cover up is soon unmasked by the angry miners. And only Calamity can cool the crowd with her trusty pistols. To keep the peace, Calamity sets out for Chicago to bring back the miners' real heartthrob, Adelaide Adams. In Chicago, Calamity mistakes Adelaide's maid, who's Katie Brown, for the actress and hauls her back to Deadwood. On stage, poor Katie is warmly greeted, but breaks down and confesses that she's not the famous star. Calamity once more has to restore order and persuades the audience to give her a chance. They do, and she wins the heart of every male in town. Unfortunately, including Calamity's dashing love hope, Lieutenant Danny Gilmartin. However... Calamity reluctantly overcomes her jealousy and annoyance over losing Danny and discovers her love for Wild Bill Hickok himself. And today on Late Lunch, yes, from the soundtrack of Calamity Jane, here it is. 
Oh, the Deadwood stages are rolling on over the plains. With the curtains flapping and the driver a slapping the reins. A beautiful sky, a wonderful day. Whip crack away, whip crack away, whip crack away. Doris Day from my featured soundtrack this week from Calamity Jane, Whip Crack Away, the Deadwood stage on your late lunch. And I'll bring you more about it in Words and Song round about this time tomorrow. Thank you for all your comments. Uh, Jerry, would you ever think of playing Red Hurley as your artist? I will when I bring Artist of the Week back. I promise you that. John Mead was on to say, did you see Killian Donnelly in the documentary on Le Mis last night? Great documentary about Cam- Cameron McIntosh. I've actually seen it before. Oh, fantastic. And indeed it is. Jerry, listen to this. Anne. Anne is a teacher, I take it. Anne says, a little boy in my junior infants class asked us all, why doesn't that Putin fella's ma'am tell him to be good? Isn't that just gorgeous? Lovely. Anne, thanks for letting us know. The eyes of a child, but sums it up absolutely perfectly. I've interviewed my guest a number of times in the past with various publications she brought out, including Vanished, uh, a novel, a collection of short stories about people with Alzheimer's and the families called Thanks for the Memories, and a show, and a story, another story called The Dreaded Day, uh, which was nationally acknowledged. And she's back with her fourth book now called The She Team, which is launched tomorrow, Tuesday. I'm delighted to say hello again to Susan McGovern. How are you, Susan? Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you for joining me. Oh, great to talk to you on the show. I have the book here and all these cats are looking out at me from the front cover and there's a dog stuck in the corner as well. There's a dog as well. (laughs) Oh, I see him. I see him. He's stuck in the corner of the front cover. Tell listeners your your thoughts behind uh, the bringing out of this book. What's it about? Well, I'm delighted to bring out this book because those five animals that you're looking at are all current or past pets family pets of ours. Mm. And there are two uh, little boys in it called Dermot and Owen, and they're actually my grandsons. <laughs> <laughs> Good on so you. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, they say that you should write what you know. Well, mm. I know this lot, I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. But what's the idea behind it? There is a very special thread uh, running is, through it. Yeah, there is, yeah. Um, each of the five animals were abused by different persons. Oh. Um, and they either ran away or they were rescued by dear Madanone. <laughs> and they were all brought to the O'Brien household. And at some stage then, they formed the She Team to fight back at the people who harmed them and prevent those people damaging other animals. Mm. So they're called the she team. You may have worked it out by now. They're all female. Yes, yes. <laughs> and this is the name they came up with for themselves. <laughs> well, you know, it's a wonderful thought because nobody should abuse any animal. They, like, no. they're innocent creatures. You know, we, we have, as human beings, responsibilities and we know the difference between right and wrong, etc. And I love the message that you're trying to get across here. And that, you know, if they could speak, if they could act like a that they would call a halt to it. Yeah, well, that's what they do in the book. And to help them, they each have a superpower. <laughs> yes. My, my two gra- older grandsons, I have a younger grandson as well, but the two older grandsons that are in the book, they tell me what they like and they don't like. And they says to me, Nanny, you have to have superpowers in it. You know, all books have to have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> so the sort of superpowers that they have is 
um, if you see Mags uh, on the cover, that's Jog, um, she has one ear up and one ear down. Now, Mags in reality has that as well. And we reckoned that she was hurt at some stage in her past mm. life before she came to us. But in the book, if she presses uh, the down ear against the wall or against anything, she can understand what people are saying and also other animals. So yes. that's her superpower. Yeah. What about one of the cats? What, give me one of the superpowers of one of the cats. Yeah, Abby, the smallest little one yes. in the middle. Um, wheel in the wheelbarrow. Yes. <laughs> she uh, has deformed paws, uh, which again, in reality, Abby does have. Um, but in the book, these paws can do all sorts of wonderful things like type and wheel wheelbarrows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they all have these different... Uh, mm. superpowers. superpowers and what you what you bring out is, is is interesting as well that a creature like these four cats or the dog are in fact human beings disability often means ability yes exactly exactly and it's and now i didn't plan this i just wrote away from my heart like mm. but uh, dur- uh during the, the book it turned out that Abby actually um, got them out of a lot of scrapes with yes. those deformed paws. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't thinking too much about it, really, but that's that's what happened anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it shows that um, you can sometimes turn a disability to your advantage. Yes, yes, and that's uh, important to say. And the other two things as well that jump at you from it is the idea of team. Being part of a team is so yes, important. Yes, you you, yes, you yes. bring that through as well, which is a, a, a real uh, important point to make to young people reading this book. And a happy family. You can't beat a happy family. I don't have to remind you of that, Susan. <laughs> well, I have to say, um, ours is a very happy family and the animals have made it more happy. You know, yeah. they've added, added, added greatly to our lives. Now, we, we never went out and bought a cat or a dog. Mm. They always ended up with us. Yes. Um, but they ended up, you know, in a good place and they were good to us and made our life richer, I suppose. Mm. And it's something our vet, our regular vet here, Sinead Kelly, often says to people, you know, if you can rescue, you know what I mean? If you can yeah. take a creature, you know what I mean, that has no home uh, and, and give it a, a, a new home, which, which oh, you've, yeah. d- you've done multiple times. So you're telling me Dermot and Owen prompted Granny here to get going again and produce this book. They're the men behind it, are they? Well, they gave me ideas, yes. you know, like they gave yeah. me the ideas of the superpowers. They also says to me, I need you to have baddies. Mm. So there's lots of baddies. Mm. <laughs> yes. There's a, there's a lady, well, I wouldn't call her a lady, a female <laughs> called Pandora, who's a very cruel woman altogether. Yeah. And she nearly killed Ebby. Only Jameson and Owen came along and rescued Ebby. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's good to be in tune with children if you're trying to write a children's book. Yes. Uh, because, you know, you, you get authentic ideas from them. You mm. get what they're thinking about. Yeah. This is your first venture down this road. It is. It is. You've done real well, may I say. <laughs> Thank you. You have. I have to tell you that the sequel is already written. Oh, good. <laughs> there you are. You're ahead of the posse altogether. <laughs> now, listen. It took a long time to get the sheet team published. Yeah because of the pandemic and during the pandemic I wrote the sequel which is called uh, The She Team Does Lockdown (laughs) Excellent so that's to come now and I see there are plenty of little people reviewing you and saying they enjoyed it so much you've given them copies to pre-read and be judges of it when are you you're launching tomorrow where and when? 
Um, tomorrow uh, evening at six o'clock in Macketeers the Food House in Clanbrazil Street, Dundalk. Lovely. At uh, six o'clock, yeah. Lovely. And is uh, it an open house or by invite? Well, it's by invite, but if anyone would really like to come, they're very welcome, you know. Yeah. We won't turn anybody away. <laughs> yeah. Invitations have gone out and all that. Okay, but, okay. Uh, certainly anyone who would like to come and certainly anyone who is interested in animals are very, very welcome. We're also having a raffle at it for uh, John Dock Dog Rescue. Good on you. Um, which sort of links in with the she team. Yes. Uh, so we're hoping to raise some funds there. For, for them, yeah, yeah, with the launch night yeah, as well and the yeah, book will be yeah. available. I love the cover. It's those eyes all looking at me here. I have to take <laughs> notice. They're glaring at me, so they are, they're staring at me as I look at it. Anyway, you're on the money again. You've gone a new road and the sequel is in the planning. So there you go. You're All is good. All is good, yes, indeed. And um, thank you very much for Not talking at all. to me, Jerry. Not yeah. at all. I've always enjoyed speaking to you at the various times you've published the different books and I'm delighted uh, to have the opportunity to talk to you again today. Wish you a great launch tomorrow evening and success with the sequel when it arrives too, Susan. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Jerry. Take care Absolutely. yourself. Bye-bye. That's Susan McGovern there. Talented woman. She really is. And, uh, you know, she writes from the heart. She certainly does. I've had that book for a little while and uh, I enjoyed it myself. It is for 6 to 12-year-olds. We'll have to throw that out tomorrow on the show. A bit late today, but I'll give it out tomorrow uh, when we get back on Tuesday's late lunch. And talking about Tuesday, what's happening here on Tuesday? A penultimate day of the week. Imagine saying that on a Monday. Anyway, Brendan Murphy has made his way out of Ukraine. Uh, last time we talked to him, he was across the border in Poland. He's home in Ireland. He's joining us tomorrow on the show to talk about his journey, where he is now and what the future holds. Father Paul Byrne from German Fecken Parish is with us too. Nothing to do with the faith. Although I'm sure he might have a word with that, about that as well uh, to us. But he's going to talk to us about his car because it doesn't take a lot to run. Sinead Kelly's here. I bet I mentioned her a moment ago. Uh, tomorrow, one of our regulars and Anne Hodge from County Mead is curating a big exhibition in Dublin. We're having a chat with her too. And we'll bring you her two on Tuesday. And I have another car draw ticket to give away and a hundred euro for my mead. So the only place to be between half one and half three tomorrow is with us on LMFM Radio's Late Lunch. It's a date. Coming next on the LMFM today, Eddie Caffrey's raring to go with the drive. Stay with us here for wonderful music and more besides. We'll be back tomorrow at half past one with your late lunch. Have a nice evening. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sendero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.